verse 24. And I'm going to continue in the series, Steady in the Storm. Steady in the Storm. How many of you had a storm or two since you were saved? I don't know if I'm talking to real human beings today. <clears throat> All right. This is our third and last in the series of Steady in the Storm. And we're going to look at how Jesus told us to navigate the storms of life. You know, storms happen. They happen to all of us. They happen to everybody. And it's really not what happens to you. It's how you respond that makes all the difference. Response is everything when it comes to a storm. Some respond well, some not so well, but we're all learning. Amen? Now, Matthew 7, 24, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. And what did it do? It fell, and great was its fall. Father, thank you for your word today, and we thank you for the comfort that we have in the scriptures and the wisdom that you have given us through your word. And we pray that, Lord, you will help us to be a people storm-ready. We thank you, Lord, for the wisdom of God and the knowledge and the understanding of the Most High, and we receive it in Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, storm ready. For the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about staying steady in the storms of life. Storms happen from time to time. They're usually relational or financial. That's usually where the storms hit. They, they strike in your marriage. They strike in your money, or you can experience a storm of temptation, unexpected circumstances. Suddenly, there is a storm. Now, Jesus is obviously describing a storm in these verses. He said, rain falls, the winds blow, and floods hit. So the rain comes so hard that it causes a flood. And that flood crashes against the door or the walls of your house. Now, We've been using the illustration the past couple of weeks of you being a pilot and flying a plane through turbulence. I don't like flying. I've told you this every time. I am a white-knuckled flyer. I wish I could say I was God's man of faith and power for the hour when I'm in a plane, but I'm not. I'm white-knuckled, and I'm reminding God of my calling every time I'm in one. But let's pretend that we're a pilot and we're flying a plane, a big jet and the pilot is in a storm we hit turbulence we suddenly encounter a storm most of us have been in a jet where the pilot will come over the loudspeaker and say if you'll look over to your right or over to your left you'll see a storm we're going to have to go another way and go around the storm you can see the lightning and and feel the turbulence a pilot is taught when you hit a storm immediately revert to the fundamentals which are fly the plane. Can you say with me, fly the, plane? fly the plane? Now, folks, likewise, when you and I 
hit turbulence, when we encounter a storm in our Christian life, there's one thing you got to remember to do. Fly the plane. Fly the plane. It is crucial that you stay spiritually intact in the middle of a storm. And here's why. The enemy wants to sidetrack you, take you out, and even maybe destroy you because of a storm. But God wants to teach you and strengthen you in the storm. So when we encounter a storm, it is crucial that we fly the plane. And the three ways, the three fundamentals beneath the first fundamental is stay in prayer, stay in the word, and stay in fellowship. And you know, have you ever noticed that's the last thing you feel like doing when you're in a storm? When I'm in a storm, I don't feel like praying and I don't feel like fellowship. But God says, fly the plane. So you've got to revert to the fundamentals the minute you're in a storm. What are they? Stay in prayer. Get up and seek God. Stay in fellowship. And keep your nose buried in that word. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. The last thing you need to do when you're in a storm is get out of the word and get out of prayer and get out of fellowship. Amen? Last week we looked at the second fundamental, which is slow down way down. Can you say it with me? Slow down, way down. In a storm, learn to say no to some things so you can focus on the fundamentals. Don't be so busy. You don't know where you're going or where you've come from. Listen, there's no anointing in busyness unless the busyness has been ordered by God. God doesn't want us busy for busy's sake. There's nothing holy about busy. And some of you are so busy You can't remember the last year of your life. God wants you to slow down. So I want you to say it again with me. Slow down. The the pilot will slow down to maneuvering speed when he's in a storm. There's some things you can't handle when you're in a storm unless you slow down so that you can focus on prayer and fellowship and spending time with God in the Word. Now today, I want to look at the last fundamental that a pilot learns, and this is a technical Description, and I want you to listen to it. Restore positional awareness to chart an alternate course to your destination. Now, let me make that simple. Keep your original destination, your vision, clearly in front of you. Don't lose your vision in a storm. Let's just pretend that today we're taking off from DFW Airport and we're flying to San Diego. And halfway there, we hit a storm, bad turbulence. We've all been there. Here's what the pilot will do. He'll say, maybe we're going to find an alternate course. We're going to slow down. We're going to fly lower. But here's one thing he will not do. He will not lose his destination. He will not miss San Diego. San Diego is where he's supposed to go, and that's where he's going to head. And when we hit a storm, we've got to remember not to lose our original destination. We need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Don't lose your vision. Don't lose sight of what you're about, who you are in God, and where you were going prior to the storm. Let me tell you about the enemy. The enemy wants to take you off of your vision. He wants to take you out of your purpose. He wants to take you out of where God was carrying you. So when a storm hits, he's going to try to sidetrack you. 
and get you distracted so that you're no longer headed towards your vision and your purpose in God. That is not the will of God. The pilot may have to chart an alternate route, but he remains fixed on his original destination. In essence, he says, storms happen. I've experienced some unexpected hard knocks, but I'm not going to let it keep me from my original destination. I refuse to lose my vision. Don't lose your vision in a storm. In 1 Samuel 11, verse 1 and 2, there is an amazing story. And I want to read to you very quickly. I'm going to bring you up to speed with these verses. Uh, The town of Jabesh Gilead is attacked by a man named Nahash the Ammonite. And as they are attacked by Nahash the Ammonite, Nahash knows that they have been decimated as a tribe because Jabesh Gilead has been near extinction because of some discipline that God brought on them. So, the Bible says that as they begin to recover, as they begin to come back, This is when Nahash attacks them with a storm. And here's what Nahash says. It says, Then Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Make a covenant with us, and we will serve you. And Nahash the Ammonite answered them, On this condition, I will make a covenant with you, that I may put out all your right eyes and bring reproach on all of Israel. Now I read that and I go, What a diabolical thing to do. Here's Nahash attacking a decimated tribe. And he says, yeah, I'll make a covenant with you, but you're going to have to let me take out every one of your right eyes. And the Bible says that they rebelled against this. Saul became angry as he was headed towards being king. And it says Saul gathered an army and defeated Nahash. But I want you to notice, why did he want to put out their right eye? Because the right eye was the eye of battle, and the right eye was the eye of vision. And he wanted them to lose their vision. God doesn't want you ever to lose your vision, church. God wants you strong. And they rebelled and said, you're not taking out our right eye. Nahash is a picture of the devil, a picture of Satan. Satan wants your right eye. God wants you to have a vision for your future. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. He wants you to have a vision. How many of you wake up in the morning excited about what God is going to do? Amen? God wants us to have a vision. God wants us to have a purpose. He wants us to wake up excited. Don't allow the enemy to take away your vision in the middle of a storm. He wants to use the storm to rob you of your zeal, rob you of your excitement, rob you of your first love, rob you of knowing who you are in God. He wants to take your vision away from you. The pilot knows, I will not I will not lose my destination. I'm headed to San Diego. I may have to go around, may have to go under, may have to go over the storm, but I'm going to reach San Diego. Folks, we've all got a goal. We've got a purpose. We've got a reason for being here, and God doesn't want us losing it. I've got a vision. You know, Kathy and I went through the storm of our life the last couple of years, and I'm going to tell you what the enemy tried to do. 
I can so clearly remember days that I would wake up and say, you know, we just need to move away. We just need to go away. We just need to pick up and move, load up the house and go somewhere else and start over. But I learned something about God. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. And he said to me, Jeff, you just be still and see the salvation of the Lord. I will show to you today. Listen now. He said, don't give up. Don't walk away. Don't run. Stand still and preach the word of God. Do exactly what I've told you to do because you were headed in a vision towards a destination. And guess what? My plans have not changed. My plans have not gone away. My plan remains the same. And so you know what God is doing? Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Nahash the Ammonite came into my life to take out the eye of vision. He wanted to take away from me what I saw in the spirit when I came to Fort Worth. But I have found that God never changes. Neither does his dreams for us. They don't change. So God said to me, I want you to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that I will show to you today. You just preach, teach, show up, pray, obey me, do what I've called you to do, and you're going to see me restore what the enemy tried to steal away. And so Kathy and I just kept on keeping on, and here's what I'm beginning to see. First one thing, then another, then another is being restored by God. Restoration here, restoration there. Drops of mercy falling all around. God is going to give us double for our trouble. He's going to give us a a message out of the mess and a testimony out of the test. And that's what God will do with you. He doesn't want you to lose your vision in the storm. Where were you before the storm hit? That's what God asked me. Where were you, Jeff, before the storm hit? Well, I had a dream. I had a dream of a multi-thousand member church. I had a dream of going to stadiums and preaching the gospel. I had a dream of reaching thousands of people with the word of God. He said, it has not changed. It has not changed. And so today, struggling with my voice, I'm going to croak it out. See, here's what I've learned. We have an enemy, and that enemy, if he can't keep you from being saved, he wants to steal from you God's dream for your life. And he uses storms, financial, marital, relational, with kids. He uses a storm, and the devil never knocks, and he never uses the front door. And suddenly you're in a storm. And the enemy wants to come and say, now, see, be sidetracked by the storm. Focus on the problem. Focus on the issues. God says, you focus on me and you keep walking towards my dream and I'll handle the storm. That's right. And I have learned that God is a God of restoration. 
He's not a mean God. He's not a furrow-browed God sitting up in heaven waiting for you to make some little mistake so he can squash you like a bug. No, he's rooting for you, pulling for you, believing in you, calling you, strengthening you, and he wants to bring his dream for you to pass. So I'm going to speak something here today. I believe that we are in for some powerful, powerful days in God. I believe we're going to see the glory of God, the anointing of God, the blessing of God. We're going to see people saved, set free, changed, broken, God glorified. We're going to see great and glorious things in God. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of people what God has prepared, what he's got just around the corner, the banqueting table he's making ready for those who love him. The days are short. He's looking for a people who will live for him, die for him, preach for him, stand for him. And if we'll do that, he's going to open up the floodgates of heaven and pour us out a blessing. We don't have room enough to receive. Amen. Amen. So here you are, you hit a storm, fly the plane, keep the fundamentals active in your life, seek God, pray, read the word, stay in fellowship, and then slow down so that you can focus on the fundamentals. And then don't lose your vision. Where were you before your storm hit? What were you doing? You were seeking God. You were praying. You were in fellowship. You were excited about what God was doing. You were winning souls. You witnessed everything that moved. And now the storm hit. What are you going to do? You're going to return to the fundamentals. Pray. Spend time in the Word. Spend time in fellowship. Slow down and keep your eye on what God first put in your heart. Now I'm seeing that God is putting together. I'm going to preach in a stadium-type setting the gospel to thousands of people. In the near future, we've already got Reunion Arena rented, 15,000 chairs, and we're going to go do it. Amen. God is a good God. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. But he doesn't want the storm to destroy you. He wants it to heal you. He wants it to strengthen you. He wants it to make you stronger and wiser, more capable of dealing with life. The storm will work for your good if you let it. It'll work for your good if you let it. I was coming back. I took a flight from Chicago one time. I was leaving Chicago from preaching a long revival. And I was flying back to Dallas. No, actually Houston. And I had to catch another plane from Houston. And when I looked out the windows of this jet, before we took off, I saw ice hanging off the wings. I said, dear God, I've been preaching your word. I saw a whole bunch of people saved. I'm your anointed. Do you remember me? There weren't very many people in the jet, and the devil played on that. He said, see, there won't be very many of you dead. <laughs> so I said, oh, Jesus. And so I said, surely they're not going to take off with ice hanging off the wings. And yet, here they go. 
screaming down the runway. I'm counting the icicles. I'm saying, how can they do this? They take off. We got up there and we hit such turbulence. Two stewardesses, I'm sorry, flight attendants were behind me. Two flight attendants were behind me. They sat behind me by order of the captain, buckled in the seatbelt, and I heard them talking. I should never have listened. They should never have gotten behind me. Because they said, you ever been in one like this? I heard the other one say, never. I was all alone. I heard the other one say, this is scary. I heard the other one say, I'm scared to death. I said, oh, Jesus. Even the flight attendants are not confident. And I mean, it was like we would hit a brick wall. I, I couldn't believe the wings didn't snap. It was unreal. And over and over again, this happened until finally, after like 45 minutes of this, the captain comes over the, the uh, intercom and says, well, folks, there's no peace in the skies today. We're going down to 15,000 feet, and that's the way we're flying all the way in. Enjoy the view. He went down so low, I saw the housetops going by. But it spoke to me when he said, enjoy the view. Sometimes a storm makes you lose altitude. But I noticed something. When you're in a storm, if you lose altitude, that's not what matters. It's attitude what matters. You've got to keep an up attitude when you lose altitude. And so here comes this captain saying, well, we've lost some altitude. You might as well enjoy the view. That was attitude. When you're in a storm, church, when you're in a storm, don't lose your destination. He didn't care if he had to go down to 5,000 feet. I'm making it to Houston. We need to be that way. If I lose altitude, if I lose some ground, if I lose some things, I'm going to have an attitude that overcomes. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And, and so you, you work on your attitude when you've lost altitude. And so all the way back, I just looked out the window and I did not enjoy the view. I was so glad when we landed, but it spoke to me. Folks, sometimes you need to just enjoy the view and trust God and keep going towards your goal. Don't lose it and God will see you through. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, would you? <clears throat> Say with me, it's not altitude. It's attitude. It is attitude. Attitude is everything. Response is everything. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that you're in charge of our life. And you're in charge of the storms of our life. We praise you and thank you for it, Lord. And we pray today, help us to not lose sight of what you've called us to do and to be. Help us to not be sidetracked and distracted by a storm. Even if we have to fly lower and lose some altitude, help us to keep going towards the goal. The goal of a healed marriage the goal of being a great care leader, the goal of being a witness, the goal of bearing fruit, the goal of seeking God, the goal of living for Him in a fully devoted, fully committed life.
Don't lose sight of it. Where were you before the storm hit? Get back to it. Get back to it. Recover your dream. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that you've got a dream for this church. You've got a vision for this church. And we're flying the plane. And we're headed to a destination. And Lord, thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we will condemn. And we will reach the other side and the destiny that you have for us. Now, I hear a word in my spirit today. And I want to just minister this to you. Recover. Recover. I want you to think for a moment as we bow in prayer of what you lost in the storm. And I want you to say to yourself and to God, I'm going to recover it. I'm going to recover it because God's will has not changed. His purpose has not altered. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. God's got a dream for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And as you pray, we're going to sing through one chorus. And don't leave. We're about to dismiss. But let's just let God settle this in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Keep me true.